Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host. It's Paul Kemp. Uh, I'm thrilled because I do go around the world and get just the most interesting people that can help us with our app uh, entrepreneurial endeavors. And I have to say that uh, it's a long time ago now, uh, episode 53, I spoke to Carl Mattiola and we had this idea for an awesome service. Uh, it was recording and uh, he, he, if you go back, actually, go to theappguy.co and listen to episode 53, you'll, you'll hear the idea about a, rec- a recording app. And I've got a founder of um, a recording app. It's uh, Ringer. And his name is Tim Sinclair. He's here to talk to us about his journey and what we can learn from him uh, on his ups and downs with uh, the app. So, uh, Tim, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Well, Paul, thanks for having me on. It's an honor to be here and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, tell me about Ringer. What does Ringer do? Uh, I've been visiting your website. looks uh, looks fascinating, and uh, I'd love to know what how you help people. Well, in a nutshell, we allow users to record an interview with anyone anywhere in the world on any device, and have that recording sound like you're in the same room at the same time. Uh, so we, uh, much like Skype or FaceTime, do connect via our own voice over IP network. Um, and then each device records that person separately. So your phone or tablet or PC records you. My phone, tablet or PC records me, and it records in the highest quality possible, not the, not the transmitted audio back and forth, but exactly what's happening on our own end. And then when the conversation's over, we take those two pieces of audio to the cloud. Our software syncs them, merges them, processes them, and Within seconds, you have a download that sounds like you and I were sitting across the table talking to each other uh, rather than uh, in different parts of the country or different parts of the world. Well, Tim, this is just fascinating. I mean, 200 epi- 280 episodes of this podcast, and then uh, you wouldn't believe the amount of pain I have with Skype and trying to record. It sounds like a, an amazing idea. How did you come up with the idea? You must have a, a history in uh, audio. Well, I do. I, I am an 18-year radio veteran. I've done literally thousands of interviews. Uh, many of those have been over the phone with somebody who's not anywhere near where I am, and they all sound kind of the same. Uh, I often reference Neil Armstrong when he landed on the moon and had that conversation with NASA. Every phone conversation now sounds like that, and it's 45 years later, and 230,000 miles closer. And we still, for some reason, have this same horrible sounding audio. And so uh, I began to think through ways that I could get people on my show uh, that sounded good. And one day I had a friend who happened to be a musician that we played on the air where I worked. And I emailed him and I knew he had an iPhone. And I said, would you answer these questions in my email, but record them into voice memos on your phone? And then email that file to me. And he did. And it sounded unbelievably good. Um, Sounded like he was just sitting right there with me. And so that sort of led to the process of me thinking, well, what if we could do this in a way where we could just talk on our phones um, and get the same quality? And through a series of uh, sort of back and forth with some developers and finding the right people in the process, we developed a way to do exactly that. A lot of the episodes that we've had uh, are talking about real world problems and how the entrepreneurs have uh, solved those problems. Uh, In your, you know, experience, what's it like uh, to solve like such an obvious obvious problem? You you mentioned about the 
the Neil Armstrong and the fact that it has been so long. And I can actually attest to the fact that I've done all these interviews and, you know, a third of them I have sometimes really a struggle with the quality. What's it like? Is it, how important is it to solve real world problems? Well, the fun part, you know, you've solved a real world problem when you tell somebody in the industry what you're doing, either a, a broadcaster or a podcaster, and their eyes get as big as saucers and they go, oh, how have we not thought of this already? And that's really been a joy for me to see not only people use it and hear the difference, but just sort of watch the look on their faces when they realize uh, the pain, you know, like you've experienced, Paul, of um, what they've had to go through to try to get some semblance of decent audio. And now they realize that they just push a slightly different button on their phone or on their tablet and they can have it instantly, uh, hassle-free, no studio, no microphone, and it's going to sound unbelievable. Yeah, I'd love to know a little bit more about the mechanics. Obviously, I'm being selfish here. It's my podcast, and uh, I get the sense I'll be using Ringer very soon. And, I hope so. Uh, I feel gutted now. We're actually recording it on Skype. so um, That's okay. <laughs> we'll let it slide this time. <laughs> but... Uh, so t t talk us through then. Imagine that we, we were doing this, but on Ringer, what would the uh, process be to get the two of us re recording? And Because uh, seriously, all the guests, I reckon 90% of them don't know how to record on um, you know their laptop. So I end up uh, having to do both sides of the recording. How does it work? Well, you invite from within the app via email. So anybody with an email address, you can invite to a conversation on Ringer. And in that email invitation, there's a link to download the app, which is obviously free um, for the interview. Well, it's free for both sides to download the app. And we're in beta right now, so everything's free, which was kind of beautiful. Um, but you download the app, and then they touch a code in the email, and it automatically opens up the app and jumps them right into the conversation that you've set up. So you'd be there waiting for them at the uh, time that you guys have agreed to. They touch that code, and all of a sudden, you get a 3 two, one countdown. And then you just talk on your phone like you normally would. You can hold it up to your face. You can uh, plug in the white earbuds that come with the iPhone. And you have a conversation. It's just like you're having a, a regular phone call. Uh, but it's over a voice over IP connection, much like Skype or FaceTime. And so occasionally you'll hear, you know, a, a little bit of a lag or a chirp or a, an echo or a delay. What happens, though, is we're not recording any of that. What we're recording is what's actually being spoken into the phone or the tablet on each end. So even if during the call you hear a little bit of uh, digital noise or whatever, that's not going to be in your recording. It's going to be a perfect sounding recording from both sides. And um, as soon as the call is over, then those two files are uploaded to the cloud and we sync them up on our end and process them and merge them, get them all into the appropriate file types for podcasters and broadcasters. And literally within seconds after the upload is complete, you have a series of files that you can download to your computer and play them back on the radio station. If you work at radio, insert them into your podcast, share them on social media or archive them to use at a later date. That is amazing. And uh, it seems so obvious now that, you know, that's the solution. And yet, you know, as you say, we're still using this old media where we're actually recording the digital kind of output. And so I'm trying to think of how best entrepreneurs, app entrepreneurs can use this for their businesses. I'm almost like thinking, you know, we are building up communities now and 
if you're listening to this and you're an app entrepreneur, I'm guessing that the use, you could actually invite some of your users, your customers, your clients uh, to have conversations about, you know, the, the features in the app and, and just have these recorded and use them as testimonials or use them as uh, case studies. Yeah, we're in a um, an accelerator program right now as a company. And so we're in the we have 10 other companies with us who are all trying to get their different products off the ground. And many of them have already started using Ringer to do exactly what you suggested, Paul. And they're talking to some of their customers, whether they're local or um, miles and miles away from them. And then when pitching to investors or sharing information on their website, now they have, it sounds like they've got their users right there who have spoken into a microphone saying all these great things when in reality, they could be hundreds or thousands of miles away. And so you can, um, if you're doing any sort of a presentation as, as an app entrepreneur, or you're wanting to share some testimonials in more than just written form on your website or within your podcast, if you have a podcast, you can, you can share testimonials uh, that way too. It's a great way to get crystal clear audio and, um, to do it really, really simply. Yeah, because uh, one of the things we've learned from many of your app entrepreneurs is the importance of feedback uh, from the users. And uh, of course, you know, the way you describe that is, is just as the easy process. You email them, they have the app, and uh, uh, and then you start recording uh, the feedback and you do that whilst in beta. Uh, or uh, it just sounds like a, a, we should actually be doing that for uh, our businesses. Well, I hope more and more do. Obviously, that's somewhat selfish for me, but there is something powerful in hearing someone's story rather than just reading it. Um, and and I, I truly think that uh, that helps make your case um, to those who might be investing or potential customers, uh, clients. If they can hear that there are people, real people, uh, you can't really, it's much harder to make up audio than it is to make up text when you're trying to say nice things about yourself. <laughs> yeah. And so if you get other people who are who are honestly, genuinely excited about what you're doing and you can get that recorded, uh, I think you're going to be ahead. So Tim, I'd love to switch gears slightly because uh, what we tend to do is we have listeners to the show who are uh, looking to make a change in their lives, you know, do something uh, amazing, like work for a startup, start their own company, work as an indie app developer. And you mentioned that you're in an accelerator program. Perhaps you could just talk to us through how you how you got into that and uh, what's it like working there? Well, my story uh, is different than most in that um, everything has happened very last minute and very quickly. And so I don't know that I can advise going this route, but, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, but, but it's worked out. The accelerator route, I would wholeheartedly uh, encourage. Um, we found out the day before they were closing applications for this particular program that, uh, that it existed. And someone said, we think you might be a good fit for this. In fact, it was one of our investors. And I looked at it and said, why not? Let's send it an application. And uh, about three or four weeks later, got an email uh, requesting a, an interview. And then a few weeks later after that, we found out we were one of 10 companies out of hundreds and hundreds that were accepted to come. And so that's been a fabulous experience for, uh, for me and for our company. Uh, I'm a creative. I am a bit of an entrepreneur. I am um, a radio guy. So I know all of the, those things, but I'm not a business guy. And when you become CEO of a venture-backed company, um, 
if you're not a business guy, you're going to realize that you're in over your head in a hurry. And so this accelerator has really given me the the basics to um, really know what I'm talking about when it comes to certain business situations and crafting some of the um, uh, pro formas and all that, all those Latin documents that I didn't ever know existed before I got into this uh, and really given me that kind of base and that framework for building my company off of. And it's been hugely helpful, but it's been hugely scary too. I, I was driving, um, we're in the United States. I was driving from Illinois to Ohio and my, my home is in Illinois, but the accelerator programs in Ohio, it's about 250 miles away. I don't know what that is in kilometers, but we'll let you do the conversion. And, um, realized that we had less than $1 in the bank account. And I was, I had just quit my job and I was jumping into this whole new exciting experience. But I really began to wonder if, if I was on the right track and if I was doing the right thing and uh, there's risk involved, but it has been a great experience. We've already received a decent amount of funding and more is on the way and really feel like we've kind of got our legs underneath us here and are looking forward to the future. That is an incredible story, Tim. I have to say congratulations on, uh, well, first of all, take, uh, taking uh, the courage to uh, leave your job and pursue this passion. Uh, and then how scary is that to only have a dollar in the bank as you're, uh, you're on the way to um, your accelerator program? And, and for that to work out, it just shows. Uh, and also in your story, you, are you saying that there was only a one day where you you had to fill in the application? So it was just before it closed. You, you had less than 24 hours to, to fill in that application to get into the accelerator. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was literally 24-hour turnaround time. And I quit my job before I knew what I was going to do. Uh, I knew we had started Ringer, but I didn't know that that was going to be a full-time opportunity. I, I knew it potentially could be. But uh, I announced to the radio station that I'd been with for seven or eight years that I was leaving. And the very next day, uh, the folks at the accelerator called and offered us the position. And to make it even more ironic or unbelievable, however you want to put it, uh, I had given my last day as January 2nd of 2015 and found out that the accelerator was going to start the very next business day, January 5th of 2015. So I literally missed no work. I missed nothing. It, it just lined out perfectly. And uh, not always going to happen that way, but it did for me. And for that, of course, I'm very, very grateful. And to all those listening who aspire to be an entrepreneur and you know free themselves from the shackles of a, a daily job, say, uh, what uh, is it like? You know, what, what could you say to those people who are just on the fence and thinking about uh, doing the same thing? Well, I would say this uh, risk. You're never going to get rid of it. Uh, you're, you're never going to make a decision like that. That is completely risk free where you don't wonder once or twice or a hundred times. Am I doing the right thing? Now, I do believe there are some ways you can go about it that are wiser than others. Uh, I've heard um, work two jobs as long as you can till you can't do both anymore and then make the switch. So you, you build up that side business, your, your entrepreneurial self builds it as much as you can until you can't possibly do your full-time job and your um, startup at the same time. And then you make the jump. I think there's some wisdom to that. I also think that um, I have found, at least for myself, having 
a one a product that solves a, a very obvious problem but also that solves a problem in a space that i'm familiar with and that i have 18 years of history in um, that is uh, enticing and intriguing to investors and to other people who you are going to need to bring around you to help you and so uh, for me I w was able to, in my nine to five job, find a problem that we could solve uh, and then bring that experience and that expertise and that solution to investors and to potential users and to potential customers and, and really come in with some authority. It wasn't like I was jumping off a cliff with absolutely no safety net whatsoever and no parachute, although it felt like it. Um, it carries some clout when you're able to walk in with something that you know um, that you are already respected in the industry and be able to say, I think I have something that's going to make this industry even better. People are uh, much more likely and willing to listen to that. Well, Tim, there's two more things we need to do before we say goodbye. One is that uh, we try to uh, flesh out some good ideas um, for the audience. They happen to be app entrepreneurs who can build stuff. So we love trying to come out with some new ideas. And I'm wondering if we could try and float around a new idea that uses Ringer in a way, because I can imagine that there's so many possibilities for uh, every you know industry to, to perhaps make use of this new technology. And uh, I'm wondering, like, so for example, the people that are in your beta right now, what, what sort of businesses are they running? And perhaps we can just have a chat about that and see if we can flesh out an idea or two. Well, most of them at the moment are, are podcasters or broadcasters who are just trying to make their products better. Um, however, it's, for me, it's always interesting as an entrepreneur to find out ways that people figure out to use your product that you never dreamed they would. And I think that's where some of the most successful businesses come from. Facebook was that way. It was created for um, finding people who are in your high school and college classes and, and reuniting with them. Well, you know, obviously most of the world figured out a way to use Facebook in a way it was never intended to be used. And look what happened. And for us, we're really finding um, for lawyers uh, who want to do depositions and can't be in the same place at the same time. It's, it's law, at least in the United States, that they be recorded in some way, shape or form, either audio or video or transcribed. And this gives uh, lawyers a way to be in different places uh, than the person they're deposing and yet get a perfectly high quality audio recording of the deposition. Same thing with medical uh, consultations between doctors and patient. They could do very much the same thing and then transcribe the audio from Ringer in that way. And so we're starting to see uh, it being used in those businesses as well. And the only other thing I'll add is my hope is that uh, in the freemium end of this, once we do go live and begin charging the, the, the pros who are going to use it for podcasting and broadcasting, I hope there's just the general public who goes, I want to talk with my military member who is overseas, who um, we, we want a recording of him while he's gone um, to have and just for memory's sake. Or I have a parent or a loved one who's sick and I can't go visit them, but I want to talk to him and record that conversation to keep for a long, long time. I hope there's something there in Ringer that could, could last in terms of a general market kind of possibility. Yeah, I'm almost thinking storytelling as well. And, uh, you know, we've had some entrepreneurs on the show that have created these platforms that are our personal lives on, on websites and uh, creating stories and being able to, you know, re crystal clear re record those uh, conversations and have them uh, for 
part of your personal branding or on your personal website, I think it would be exceptionally good. And uh, anything that kind of bridges the the gap between meeting someone in a physical reality and in person uh, and then uh, ha- having anything that's like as, as good as that. And uh, I don't think we're yet there yet, are we? And that's obviously thanks to your ringer, you're bringing us a bit closer to that uh, you know, virtual world. Yeah, that's the hope. I mean, obviously, we have to build for people who are in the professional arena because they're the people who uh, can can help pay the bills and uh, find extreme value in something like this for what they do. But I do hope there are ways that, um, you know, whether it's a teenager or uh, family members or whatever who go, hey, there are some really cool applications for this. I can connect with my friend or my family wherever they are in the world and have it feel like they're right there with me. And, and not just right now, but for a long, long time. You know, if I want to listen to their voice later on, you, people save voicemail messages and the old answering machine messages. You used to do that all the time just because you wanted to be able to hear that person's voice again. And it sounded awful, but you didn't care. You just you just wanted to hear them. And now we can do it in a way that sounds that like they were right there in the room with us. You know, Tim, you've just uh, triggered something that, that, that uh, I think is really powerful. And, and that is to really focus in on potentially who's going to use our end product. And you mentioned about the professionals who could pay the bills. And I think we often overlook that. You know, we think, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll build a social media app and it'll be used by 13-year-olds or, you know, uh, and, and we'll get loads of downloads. But none of those have got credit cards and they can't pay a thing. And uh, I'm just wondering if anyone listening to this, have you really thought through the you know, the people that are going to be using it. And if you can try and figure out a way that lawyers can use it or medical professionals, or uh, I think podcasters, you need to scratch the list because I'm not sure there's a lot of rich podcasters, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how important is it? Do you think to, to really focus on, on the, you know, the, the better professional kind of careers and that? Yeah. You know, from, I, I'm dealing a lot with investors these days and they need to, if, if you're not going to bootstrap it yourself, if you're not going to pay all the bills for creating your product on your own, um, then you're going to need to think about how you're going to make money and a lot of it to um, entice investors. And so in that respect, it's, it's critical that you figure out a way to find the people who find value in what you do and who are willing to pay for it. Um, however, I mean, you know, you, the Twitters of the world and, and other social media networks, they went a long, long time, Facebook as well, without having any revenue model whatsoever. They just had millions of people on the platform and figured out, well, we'll, we'll, we'll try to determine how to monetize that later. And if you've got millions of people in one place, yeah, the money will come in some way, shape or form. But if you're starting from the ground up and need to figure out a way to pay for what you're doing and to, to get it to the masses, uh, you are going to need to somehow cater to a group of people who, um, who need your product and are willing to pay you for it enough, at least to, to keep you afloat. Well, that's sensible advice, Tim. So the last thing we need to do is this is the App Guy podcast. I love talking about apps. And I wondered if you had a smartphone handy nearby that you could pull out and recommend one or two apps that you use in your uh, business or personal life that you think would be good recommendations. That's a great question. I will pull mine out here real quick and see if I can find a couple of my favorites. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a minimalist when it comes to to apps in that I don't like a whole lot of clutter on my phone. But one um, that we're just starting to use as a company is called Battery, and it's B-A-T-T 
E-R-I-I. And what Battery does, it's kind of like Evernote meets Pinterest for business. And it allows you to, with your tablet or smartphone, wherever you are, take pictures, take videos, take notes, clip things from the web, um, whatever you want. And then everybody on your team is connected to the same account. So as you do this, it will, if you're, let's say, a design firm and you're working on a, a new product design for, for some company, as you're inspired, whether it's surfing the web or out and about in life, you make notes of those things within battery and all that information goes to the same place and it's sort of formatted in front of you in a Pinterest kind of way. You can take certain walls and organize different thoughts around color or style or shape or however you want to organize your thoughts. And then your entire team has access to that to add to it as they're out and about and to then of course um, go through and make notes and comments on those things and uh, it's a really cool way to sort of uh, share what you're doing and what you're thinking and allow other people to uh, play into that process, especially if you're a part of a larger team. Um, it, it comes in really, really handy. And again, it's called battery, but instead of a Y at the end, it's spelled with two I's. Yeah, like every um, new idea now that, uh, you know, you, like yourself, actually dropping the E on Ringer. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's really interesting, like how creative people get with, um, you know, developing new words and that. So, well, part of it's creativity, part of it's people trying to get the dot com. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just, uh, I must admit, I just heard recently that there's a dot sucks. I don't know if you heard this. <laughs> and no. it's almost like blackmailing all the big um, uh, companies because, yeah. um, you know, they're all buying them out so that it, right. there's no Apple dot sucks or Google dot sucks. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're all go buy it. So it doesn't, they, there isn't one out there that's not under their control. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. There you go. There's a moneymaker for anyone listening. Um, Tim, this has been terrific. I'll make sure I put, uh, links to, uh, that app and to you and your website on, uh, the show notes. It's uh, episode 280. Just go to the and uh, check out that. Tim, how, how best can we reach out and connect with you? Uh, a couple of ways. Uh, our website is ringer.com. That's R-I-N-G-R.com. And uh, I would love to have you email me directly, uh, tim at ringer.us. We're working on switching over to the .com and email, but right now it's tim at ringer, R-I-N-G-R dot U-S. And uh, if you want to test out the Ringer app, I am happy to do that personally with you. So just shoot me an email and uh, we'll get that set up. Well, Tim, thank you very much for bringing the world such a cool, uh, you know, service and solution to this problem of recording over Skype. This, uh, I'm a big advocate. I'm going to definitely be trying out your service and, and giving it a go. And uh, th thank you very much for just uh, helping the world in a way. Well, we certainly hope that that's the result and that people find ways to use it and make a difference in their lives and in their businesses. And, uh, Paul, I really appreciate the time, and uh, thanks so much. Romano listeners, go to theappguy.co to access the backlog of past interviews. I've got hundreds of interviews with startup founders, millionaires, entrepreneurs, and app developers, authors. It's a wonderful resource and you'll get access to it. Uh, initially, you can get it for free. Just go to theappguy.co and register where you will then be able to access uh, off-air chats as well as past interviews. Thanks very much for listening.